Hello and welcome to another episode of the Autistic Experience, your one-stop shop podcast for neurodivergent news, guinea pigs, guinea pigs, guinea pigs, guinea pigs, <laughs> and even more guinea pigs. Yeah. New episodes come out every Sunday at noon British time, and while you're not listening to this, you can go follow us on Instagram at the Autistic Experience for cool stuff. Cool stuff, such as references to <laughs> everything we talk about. My name is Kieran, as always, joined by Chloe. Hi. And also various guinea pigs who may start screaming at any time during this recording. They were asleep when we started, weren't they? But they know when we want quiet. Mm. And they go, no. No. (laughs) My excitement is much more important than your teensy little recording. And now we run around and scream like maniacs. (laughs) Pretty much. So, as always, we're going to be having a look at some of the news stories that have come out in the last week, either about, by, or for neurodivergent folk, as well as some of the events which are coming up next week in and around the UK. But, as always, we're going to start off with home news, and we're going to try and stay away from the whole guinea pig talk, because... (laughs) We did lots of that last week, We did lots of that last week, and... That's going to be going on for the next couple of months. Yeah. So we'll try and space it out a little bit. (laughs) I think the big thing that we could mention is that we went to see Hamilton at the theatre. We did. We got the tickets last March. (laughs) Yeah. And it's finally happened. We went to go see it in quite an old theatre. Yeah. We were on the oh, top God. floor, so they got the stools, the circle, and then we were all up on the grand tier, which is tier three, which is up towards the ceiling, and it was very steep. Honestly, the steps were so steep, and it felt so high up that, like, there was a time when we were going down the stairs that I nearly freaked out, didn't I? Yeah. I was like, I need to hold on to something, I can't get down here. Yeah, you were kind of getting a bit like hysterical up to the point of when you had like your vaccinations. Yeah, that level of hysteria. (laughs) I was, I was quite, and I don't usually get that bothered by heights and things, but that really, yeah, that was (laughs) very (laughs) steep, scary. (laughs) It was, it was very cool, and sound-wise, I have to say that I found it very nice. That I only had my flare earplugs in, as opposed to the usual kind of totally noise-cancelling full earplugs, and I had absolutely no problem with the the sound level in the theatre at all. So I think that's probably good for other folks who want to go and see the play, but also a small maybe positive review on my flare earplugs, which I've got. Well, personally, I'm just happy no one started a fight. Yeah. Because, like, theatres around us have an unfortunate habit of breaking out into fistfights. Yeah, fortunately, we were clear there. And actually, most people were very nice Yeah, that were around us. So, yeah, we were pretty safe and we had a nice, peaceful performance. But afterwards, um, we were, you know, wandering back to the tram stop, as we do, <laughs> nice and nice and happy after seeing Hamilton in the theatre. And then we found out that the tram lines had fallen down, apparently. And so no trams were going through the station that we needed to get the tram from. 
So we had a nice 45, 50 minute walk yeah. home at about 11 p.m. <laughs> yeah, which is fine. And I was wearing shoes that were not suitable for walking mm-hmm. in. So my feet are a little bit tender today. <laughs> but yes, we took that opportunity to reminisce about our, <laughs> our incident in Naples that <sighs> you may remember. Yeah. From previous episodes. Fun, fun, fun. <laughs> Nothing will ever be as bad as that. But what else? What else we got from the week? Ooh. Anything? Um, it's all been a guinea pig shaped blur to me. Yeah. They've been the main thing, haven't they? Making outfits and things has yeah. been my latest thing. But I won't go into it. Not today. We promised. Otherwise, it's been a fairly quiet week. Well. We've been doing other things, but they're not particularly interested. No, no, not worth <laughs> mentioning. So, and quite in the sense of not too much has been going on. Not quite in the sense of a quiet atmosphere because we've had we've got five guinea pigs now. <laughs> oh, here we go! It's happening again. We just can't avoid talking about them. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> it's never quiet. It's never quiet. Not anymore. <laughs> that was really like not anymore. Not anymore. Not really. <laughs> I'm sure new parents can uh, yeah can relate to that. It's never quiet here. Not never anymore. anymore. <laughs> and we're like, we've got to put up with this for like three months. And yeah, parents right. are going. Sheesh. Yeah, and I'm like three, yeah, three months if only. <laughs> Like, oh, you know, I might need a break after having these guys for three months because we can't spend basically a night away from the house together for three months because they've got nowhere to go. <laughs> Parents are like, mm, mm. really? <laughs> Gutted for you. You went to the theatre, you say? Yeah. <laughs> you could leave them at home for a few hours while you went to the theatre. Wow. That must be hard. <laughs> Our finances won't recover. We're going through one lettuce a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I think that's probably enough for home news, don't you think? <laughs> yes. Yeah. The one thing we said we weren't going to talk about. <laughs> well, what'd you expect? But let's take the opportunity to move on to neurodivergent news. So, as usual, we've got three stories to have a little look through this week uh, references to all of them are going to go up on our instagram page at the autistic experience so you can read them yourself and formulate your own opinion should you have them i mean you know it's totally possible to not have an opinion on something yeah so the first one we're gonna have a look at was published on the 11th of january on museumsassociation.org And it's kind of a bit of a press release that there are curatorial fellowships are being launched for deaf, disabled and neurodivergent people Mm -hmm. to start careers in the museum sector. Because whilst I think it says 24% of the UK population identify as disabled, whereas only 4% of people who work in museums are disabled Mm. in some way, which is a bit of a... An unbalanced sort of a thing, isn't it? Yeah, it is a bit. Not quite representative. So having these uh, extra fellowships, it's a good start. Yeah. So the idea is that they can look at the same exhibits as everyone else, but they see it in a different way. 
yeah. and they can present that information in a way that reaches a new audience yeah. effectively. So the first three are going to run from April 2024 to June 2025. One is at Dover Museum in Kent, the Food Museum in Suffolk, and the Imperial War Museum in Duxford. And that last one is going to be really cool to do because mm. they've got loads of planes. Especially. Okay. So they've got a Concorde there. They've got a Blackbird there. They've got loads of like Spitfires and Hurricanes and old planes. And I imagine that there's probably some autistic folk out there that could nerd out pretty pretty hard on oh, that. I would imagine so. <laughs> so then uh, three more fellowships are going to open up in summer 2024. So the applications anyway. Uh, those ones are at the Museum of London, Charleston in East Sussex, and the Barnsley Museum in South Yorkshire. Barnsley. So out of those six, I'd say the best one is definitely Duxford. Yeah, it does sound pretty cool. Yeah. But it's nice that they've got opportunities sort of dotted around the country so that it's a bit more open. Yeah, it's not just like London-based. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's still, you know, quite limited because they've got one opportunity in each of these places. Yeah. And there's quite a lot more than one person that would probably want to use this. Yeah. But I suppose this is more of like a starter thing, isn't it? Like yeah, a... but I think the issue is probably funding because, you know, they've got to pay the people to work there, right? Yeah. So, I mean, if you're interested in doing them applications are open until the 8th of february um the salary is twenty three thousand nine hundred and thirty three pounds a year based on 35 hours a week not awful but, i mean that's all right it's pretty yeah. solid that's pretty good so if you fancy throwing your hat in the ring to go uh, and start working in a museum I mean, not any fun dinosaur-based museums, unfortunately. I was just thinking of like <laughs> nightmare, not nightmare at the museum. <laughs> <laughs> the nightmare before the museum yeah. opens. <laughs> Night at the museum when yeah. everything comes to life. And you can go to museumsassociation.org for all of the details. Every single one of them. <laughs> Every single damn detail in there. <laughs> Let's move on to the second uh, story that we're going to hit. <laughs> That's so cool. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm, I'm being trendy, apparently. Now. Yeah. Uh, the second story we're going to have a look at. This is a bit of news from Toronto in Canada. We're branching out. Branching out, yeah. Uh, there is a neurodivergent thrift store opening up soon, um, to which... As British folk know them as charity shops. But <laughs> I thrift think, store. But I think it's technically a bit different because they don't, you know, necessarily benefit charities. Yeah. In the same way that they do over here. It's just more of a it's a stuff shop. Well, you know when we have these like kilo sale events in the UK? Yeah. I think it's probably like a permanent instalment of one of those kind of things. Yeah. Just random vintage stuff that you can take and you know fill x amount in a bag for a certain amount of money and yeah that probably makes more sense yeah it says uh the place is going to be called thriftism which is that a play on autism i would imagine so 
so it says it's held by a collective of queer and neurodivergent vendors to create a welcoming space for their community. It says you can get there's a, a ten dollar, which is Canadian dollar, which is about three pounds fifty. Gotta assume what? probably it probably isn't. <laughs> hey Google, what's ten Canadian dollars in proper British money? Ten Canadian dollars is approximately five pounds and eighty-five pence. Well, it wasn't that far off. What did you say? Like three, three fifty? Yeah. Not too far off. <laughs> Get it together, Canada. <laughs> Our economy's a mess. What's your excuse? <laughs> so yeah, you can get a, a ten-dollar filler bag bucket where you can it says where you can select as many pieces from the bucket that fit in your bag, and pay only ten dollars. It's pretty sweet. Mm. So just five pounds. Five oh. of your crisp British pounds. <laughs> Five of his Royal Highnesses Sterlings. Uh, so this is running uh, Friday to Sunday every weekend from the second weekend of January. So that's this one, mm. the one this is going out on, to the first weekend of February. So we've got two weeks on it. And this location is, I'm assuming, only going to make sense if you're in Toronto. So uh, it says the event is held on the third floor of 134 Ossington. And is open from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. Friday through Sunday. I'm assuming that makes sense to the relevant people, which is important. <laughs> so, yeah, if you happen to be in the Toronto area and you want to go for a neurodivergent thrift store, then get going. I just want to say that I think this is a very good idea. And I love like a kilo sale or a charity crawl, but they can be pretty horrible <laughs> times with busyness and people around and i just think trying a one that's designed for neurodivergent people would be would be really nice to test out and see see how good it is you know so if you do let us know <laughs> Shifting on to the third story we've found. This is from Attitude magazine, and I'm just not just saying that in an edgy sort of way. It's a DD Itude. The third story we're gonna hit is from Attitude yeah. <laughs> magazine. Boy, <laughs> you have a nap and you you wake up talking like you're driving a motorbike. <laughs> so this is their 2024 scorecard of ADHD treatment. So this contains... 2023. No, it says 2024. Is it? Yeah. Oh, sorry, my bad. Scroll up. Scroll up. Mm. There we go. What does it say? 2024. There we go, 2024. I mean, I assume because it was a review of last year that it would have been 2023, but my bad. So Attitude Magazine, which has just shy of a million opt-in newsletter subscribers... Uh, they sent out an 85-question ADHD treatment survey, and uh, 11,000 people responded, which is not a huge number, but mm. it is statistically significant because it's over 1,000. Mm -hmm. But if I was given an 85-question <sighs> ADHD treatment survey, I would get to about question three <laughs> yeah, and go, it's not worth it. Yeah, I mean, there's probably a decent amount of those people that think, it's not applicable to me because I have no treatment to comment on, but <laughs> I'm sure we'll get yeah. to that. <laughs> yeah. What this article just quickly does, it gives 
10 research insights, which are basically just headlines. So we're just going to have a quick mosey on through those. So I think one of the more interesting ones on here actually is number seven, which is says uh, complex ADHD is actually the norm with 92% of adults and 82% of children reporting at least one additional diagnosis, be that, you know, autism, dyspraxia, OCD, any other neurodivergent condition. Yeah. It's, I, I think, yeah, we're especially finding out now, or at least we're seeing a lot more of the fact that it's quite unlikely to only have one yeah. thing because there are so many overlapping traits between, like, I, I mean, you know, in my case, between autism and ADHD, mm-hmm. some you know, share traits, some cancel each other out, some take precedence in certain situations. Yeah. So the traits you display very much depend on the situation you're in at the time, which makes it very difficult to accurately categorize. <laughs> yeah, when everything kind of overlaps and things, you never know what's what, do you, what's yeah. causing what. And... But it is very much interesting to see that that is the normal. Like 92% of adults have multiple diagnoses yeah whereas 10 years ago only 2013 when they accepted that it was in fact possible to have both autism and adhd (laughs) yeah previously they were like no 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 you can only have one you can't have the other one yeah it makes you wonder like how much more overlap is going to end up coming about with all of this and (laughs) yeah like, maybe they'll make it less confusing and just put everything in the same thing. Wow. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah, but then all the people who go, see, you can have neurodivergent. Yeah. <laughs> Good. We don't want to prove those people right, do we? No. I found the, first of all, the, the point about 85% of people with ADHD end up taking medication and they rate its efficacy higher than any other treatment included in the survey. That one kind of, you know, stood out when I was reading it because I thought that it just kind of links into when we've been talking about the medication problems that have been going on recently, that according to 11,000 people that responded, that taking medication is the most effective treatment. By far. Yeah, and... That's the one that, you know, a lot of people are having trouble accessing. Yeah. I just want to point out the number nine of <laughs> women that get diagnosed with ADHD later in life said they experience kind of years of misdiagnosis, frustrating medical interactions and ineffective treatment, which is pretty common for women unfortunately with a lot of problems (laughs) and I can relate to that one because it's taken a very long time for me to even have autism considered as any sort of contributing factor to you know the way that my mental health has been in the past and yeah it can be blamed on all sorts of silly things for women and it kind of overlaps with their other point the the greatest impediment to effective ADHD healthcare is access to treatment professionals with training and experience in ADHD. So you've got kind of people who are meant to be responsible for helping you that either don't know what they're doing or are just not available. And so then you get misdiagnosis, you get 
diagnosed with things that you don't have and treated for things that you don't have. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you get medication problems and all sorts of things. So, yeah, it just it just proves that point, doesn't it, really, that the system for picking it up and diagnosing it is a bit rubbish. It's almost like they don't care. <laughs> oh, Perish the thought. <laughs> we'll move on from the stories. I think for this week, if you want to have a look at any of the articles we've mentioned, then head over to our Instagram page at The Autistic Experience so you can have a look at them yourself and read through them. Do any extra homework you fancy or not. (laughs) We're going to move on to have a look at some of the events which are taking place in the UK next week. And weirdly enough, they're all happening on the 20th of January. Not every single event in the UK, that would be weird. (laughs) But the ones we've picked out are all happening on the 20th. The interesting looking ones, which happen to be next Saturday as this is going out. If you're (laughs) listening past the 20th, then bad luck. You missed some real fun ones. (laughs) So first up from 6 to 8 p.m. at Dorchester Abbey. At a cost of merely 15 British pounds, which is about 612 Canadian dollars. There is a concert of classical and jazz music by autistic performers. So there's a whole range of really cool people who are going to be performing in this. Because, you know, as we know, when autistic folk get into something, they really get into something and it becomes their life. (laughs) There's a guy called Derek Paravicini, who's not only autistic, but blind. Mm. But he's got perfect pitch, and he became a concert pianist by the age of 10. That's mad. <laughs> so he's got, he's got a YouTube channel, apparently, so it'd be worth having a look at that. But I, I know for a fact that there are some absolutely amazing piano players out there who can just do anything and... If Derek is one of them, then it's definitely going to be worth watching. Yeah, that does sound pretty cool. He'll be performing, as well a number of other classical and jazz performers, all of whom are autistic, so it's going to be a brilliant night. So you can go to osj.org.uk and search from there. But yeah, that's happening uh, from 6 till 8, next Saturday, the 20th of January. Then, uh, also on the 20th, this is this one's a little more expensive. At an adult cost of £21.50, usually we, wait, we like to go for the, the free things. Yeah. And we do, have another, we do have a free thing on the way. But this one I, I picked just because it's a really fun combination of words, <laughs> which is quiet morning at the tank museum. <laughs> <laughs> they put the silences on all the tanks. Is what I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> they spend the morning just taking massive silences and screwing them onto the barrels of the guns <laughs> so they don't make enough much noise. Well, and then start firing yeah. them all. Yeah. It's a quiet morning at the tank. <laughs> Keep the explosions to a minimum. Yeah. So this is at the Tank Museum in Bovington in Dorset. And it says, uh, join the Tank Museum for a quiet morning aimed at anyone who would appreciate a calmer visit. From 9am to 11am, so that those two hours, all sounds and interactors will be turned off to reduce sensory input. I guess the rest of the day is a free-for-all. They take yeah. the silences off and just start 
blasting the countryside. <laughs> but there's more information on the Tank Museum's website, which is tankmuseum.org. But it does also say that sensory backpacks can be borrowed from main admissions free of charge, which include ear defenders, magnifying glass, book, squeezy toy, torch, periscope, and Commander Basil Bear. Nice. Nice. So I'm, I'm assuming you've got to give this back. Got it. They don't need to know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking Basil Bear home. I'm taking Basil Bear with me. <laughs> He's needed on an urgent mission in yeah. northern France. <laughs> Come on, Basil, off we go. <laughs> and then the final event, which is happening on the 20th of January, is Neuro Hikes, which is a hiking group for neurodivergent people in Sussex. So this is taking place at the Stanmer Park Nature Reserve, just outside Brighton, between 11am and 2pm. And it's open to all adults who are based in Sussex who identify as neurodivergent. So the meeting location is at Farmer Railway Station uh, between 10.45 and 11. And the hike is five to six miles, so it's not too long. What's that cookie? Do you want to go on a hike? Yeah? You want to go on a five-mile hike? Stop you running around like that. So this one is free to go to. More details on Eventbrite. But if you fancy uh, a hike next weekend with some like-minded people, then... Go and have a look at that. Again, uh, details for all the events will be put up on our Instagram page at The Autistic Experience. So you can have a look at those and not have to remember all the details as we've said them. Yes, you could revisit them at your own pace yep. and actually see them instead of just trying yeah. to take for, it So for example, if you were distracted by baby guinea pigs <laughs> and not actually listening to anything I was saying then you can go and have a look on the Instagram page and find out what you missed. Are you trying to suggest that I wasn't listening to what you were saying? I, I, I wouldn't dare. <laughs> I was listening. Anyway, I think that's probably a good place to leave it there. Our guinea pigs are going absolutely berserk <laughs> at the moment, so I think we can probably leave you to it. Uh, thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Autistic Experience. We'll be back next Sunday for another episode. It'll go live at midday. And in the meantime, should the opportunity ever present itself, you go get that free lunch. Yeah!